0: Towel down, Dave.
1: Okay. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm telling off. I'm telling off. Well, I mean, that was good.
0: Yeah. Really You know, I received an email from our beloved producer, Renee Colvert, saying bumping, which is a, this term was new to me, but it's the thing that people do when they need to bump something up higher in your inbox. Anyway, letting us know. In your inbox. Basically, in her very kind way, without saying it, that we were late to record our own intro. And I was in the garage. We forgot yeah working out and it but it was yeah. really the panic of knowing people were waiting for me that that's what actually broke the sweat not is the that, itself
1: is that the thing from which yeah. you are glistening right now in a tank I'm top drenched i, I look with a so chain. I look
0: disgusting it's good that the people don't see this
1: this shirt is not this color this is sweat that has made this this color i had just finished a uh, a Calvin Harris ride on Soul Cycle.
0: Oh wow, that's a that's a high uh RPM.
1: Very high RPM ride. Um definitely nearly blacked out at the end. Um and then and then I was like, "Oh, let me look at my phone. Oh, intro 10 minutes ago." So now here we are. <sighs> we are both sweaty, out of breath. Whew. And I mean, what better condition to be in? For this week's guest, Andy Cohen. Oh, uh, talk about sweaty and out of breath. Even if we aren't on a bike or in a garage pumping iron, uh, yeah. I mean, he is he is he's someone we've been trying to get from the very beginning. Yes, and we
0: said that a lot, and usually it's just a line, you know, to boost boost him up a bit. This yeah. is this truly from day one. And yeah. Boy does he deliver! He's as Andy Cohenish as they come. It just absolutely as uh, as warm and open and hilarious as as you want him to be. And uh, yeah. we really yeah. we really uh, struck out. It is also so it's
1: it's a real high struck high gold.
0: struck gold. Oh yeah, yeah. Gosh, I'm, I, I see. I it's the the BPMs. It's got me.
1: We're out of sorts. We're out of sorts. Really out of
0: sorts. But uh, it's a high high today and a low low because. Today is also our last episode produced by beloved, iconic producer, Renee Colvert, who was with us in our Earwolf days, uh, brought us over to World of Wonder, has shepherded us through, and it's her last one, and I'm not okay.
1: I'm not either. I don't like this one bit. Renee has been such a huge integral part of this show. Her enthusiasm is uh, infectious, and it uh, and it buoys me when I am when I am low. She is um, she's just the greatest, and I, I I love her to death. and And it's not like she is dying or even moving. She just can't work on the show anymore because of corporate policies and stuff.
0: It, it feels like a death for me. It does
1: feel like a small death. Renee,
0: is your mic on? Renee, get able Get
2: you guys uh, come in crying. That's too kind. It's too
1: sweet. You guys. She, you are just simply the greatest. You're not only great at your job. You are uh, just a person who it is always a joy to be around and to talk to. I am never, uh, I, I am always significantly better off for having spoken to you. Whether it's quick or long, um, it is always great having you around. And now we transition into simply all being friends. For a while, yeah. For a while, and then we'll Until see what happens.
0: Worm my way back to you, and I think I speak for the listeners, and that you guys got me through this pandemic. Best oh. part of my week for over a year, uh. and the biggest blessing. You guys are blessing. Uh. Oh no! <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll take it.
1: I will take the pseudo religious talk. I'll take it. This is a, it's a significant life event. However. You do get to be working on uh, some cool stuff moving forward. You're working on uh, a project right now that I don't know if you can talk about.
2: I, th- I think we can. Seth Rogen's got a podcast coming out for you.
1: Who's who's that? I think he's an actor. I think he's oh. an actor of some kind. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll
0: Google him later. I hope that people discover him. <laughs>
2: yeah. Our, uh, I am being replaced with someone who is better than me in every way. Uh, Kate Moldenhauer, uh, she produces Bitch Sesh, so you guys probably know her when you listen to that over at Bitch Sesh. You're in great hands,
1: and she is she is terrific. However, you are a special, special human being, Renee Colbert. You really are, and you have uh, you have truly improved this show immeasurably, and we just love you.
0: I love you more. Yep. We, just love you, uh, listeners who have been with us. If you any significant improvements you have noticed over the past I don't know year of the show, mm-hmm. year plus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, you can pretty much chalk that up to Renee's participation, one way or the other. You're the
1: greatest, uh, so and the greatest. everyone should be so lucky as to have a producer like Renee. Uh, and just best of luck, and and also, I mean, this isn't goodbye because we'll see you all the time anyway. Uh, and really, what better note to go out on than with St. Louis's own Andy Cohen. Uh, X-Rated is his new show coming very soon, to Peacock. It is fun and saucy, just like Andy himself. Let's get into it. Andy Cohen, coming to us live from the West Village?
2: The West Village. The best village. The greatest neighborhood in New York City. I mean...
1: That's the life. I think. I couldn't agree more.
0: So it's 1230 on a Tuesday there. Can you just walk us through what what does today have in fold? What's going to be up for you after this?
2: Today, uh, I woke up with my son, which I do every morning. I gave him... Uh, Breakfast. We had blueberry muffins today for breakfast, which was a special breakfast. We never have that. Fantastic. From Bon I took him um, to a music class in the park uh, that, believe it or not, Anderson Cooper has put together with a friend. And so it was a bunch of little gay men's babies. And my executive producer, Deirdre's baby goes. Mm-hmm. And then he had a little doctor's appointment. We went there. Then I raced home and he is now with his nanny. And I just had a very long conference call about the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Mm. Season 14, would it be 14? Whatever the next season is, a casting call. And now I'm chatting with you fellas. And after this, I have a Watch What Happens Live booking call. Mm -hmm. And then I will be going, I will be finishing screening an episode of Potomac, I then have to watch an episode of Salt Lake City. I will then go to the gym and I then have two shows tonight. Watch what happens live that I'm one live and one on tape. Mm-hmm. And that will be the rest of my day, Matt. Thank you for asking. Wow. You ever asked me what I'm doing today. Is one of those tapings Dolly? No, Dolly happened last week. Dolly aired last week.
0: Oh, I don't know where I am. Oh, it's because I watched an old episode of New York and
2: there was an. Oh, and I was saying yeah. we're just a few yes. days away from Dolly Parton. Yes. Okay. Well, how was it? Dolly was great. Mm-hmm. Really great. The challenge with Dolly is you want to. She's been interviewed so many times that I, you know, you want it to be special. And you wanted to, I wanted to get stuff that I hadn't, you know, that other people hadn't gotten out of her. And I actually think I succeeded in that. Yeah? What was it? Well, we talked about, uh, she talked about this unreleased gay song about being gay. Mm-hmm. This might be appropriate to this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um and she talked about, we talked about her late manager, Sandy Gallen, who was a good friend of mine, mm. who was like her gay husband. We talked about this Andy Warhol painting of her, which I happen to now own, which I bought before the pandemic. And I really wanted to hear her thoughts on it. And she told a great story about that. We talked about Reba. We talked about Whitney, blah, blah, blah. Matt McConkie, do you have a Adam's apple? Do I have an Adam's apple? Yeah. It,
1: yeah.
0: Like you, you don't see it or what? No, I, I kind of see it. No, I like you be it.
2: Contouring it? No, yeah, I like it.
1: You're wondering
0: if I have it because you don't see it, or you're, or it's so no, pronounced. I know
2: everyone has it, but some people, some people are more pronounced, and I like a pronounced Adam's apple, and I feel like you kind of are, you kind of have one, and I like, I'm complimenting it.
0: Oh, thank you so much. I can't even you know, I do hide self view on these so that I don't stare at myself and scrutinize myself the entire time. So I can't even look at the the Adam's apple or the lack of
1: uh as you're talking mm-hmm. about okay.
0: it, but thank thank but you. You do little, you guess. do have an
1: exquisite okay. neck. Um so Andy, last week when Dolly aired, I was in our hometown of St. Louis, Missouri. Wow! Yeah. Excellent. First time since 2019.
2: Wow! Have you yourself been back? I have been back a couple times, um, and with Ben. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and he's been back even a couple more times. Really? With, yes. Okay. Yeah. All
1: right. It's uh, I it, it's reopening. It's beginning to come back to normal. Um, everyone's grumbling about markets. Yeah, it's reopened
2: to the point that Missouri has a million people with COVID now. Yes, so yes. they're leading the nation in COVID infections. Yeah, so Yeah. Um
1: Yeah. I yeah. if I if I if after a year and a half of sacrifice and struggle, I get Whoa. fucking COVID from my hometown, I'm going to be
2: furious. That would be upset.
1: I don't want I don't want St. Louis COVID. No thank you.
2: Yeah, no thank
1: yeah. you. Yeah. So what during lockdown, what have you been aside from all of your uh, all of your assignments, all the stuff you have to watch. What do you watch to keep you sane during these difficult times?
2: I watched, I watched Game of Thrones, which I had never seen before. Oh, wow! I was waiting to fall in love to watch Game of Thrones because I always find when I have a boyfriend. It's fun to watch TV with a boyfriend because you can snuggle and watch TV every night. And and it's like, what are we watching tonight? And then you just snuggle and watch. Mm -hmm. And I love that. But unfortunately, the pandemic happened before I was in love. So I was like, screw it. Now is the time to watch Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. So I loved that experience. It was such a joy. Yeah. And I watched Handmaid's Tale, which I loved actually. And I found as I watched it in the height of the pandemic here in New York city, when really it was cold out and rainy. And again, I found Handmaid's Tale very comforting. It was like, okay, well this is bad, but it's not as bad as that. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then right now I'm watching, I just binged the Prince, um, which I enjoyed. Uh, And on HBO Max. Oh,
0: right. Animated Royal Family.
2: You need to watch it, Matt. There's a big Housewives tie in to it. And uh, I watched, I'm watching White Lotus, which I I know all the queens are very into. Mm -hmm. Um, And, but I'm into it, but I'm not like going nuts about Mm -hmm. it. Uh, do you guys watch White Lotus? I'm
1: a little bit behind, but yes, Um, I did not. I I know somebody got their ass ate up in this uh, last episode.
2: Yes. Um, I enjoyed that. So, yeah. And then, but I haven't seen it. uh, I don't know what else. I mean, I, I I actually feel like I've been watching more than, than, uh, than normal Mm -hmm. for myself. I don't usually watch a ton of television, believe it or not. I usually just watch my my stuff that I have to watch for work, and then I just listen to music all the time at home. Okay. What are you listening to? Well, I listen to a lot of Grateful Dead, and then I also listen to – I have a new music channel on Sirius. I have a talk channel on Sirius, but now I have a music channel that I have programmed that actually I spent – Um, a a chunk of the pandemic programming, which it was the perfect, you know, when you have hours and hours every night to sit around high on an edible after your son has gone to bed, just kind of hand choosing music, it was the perfect time to do that. And it, it really is hand chosen to the point where I now, I can listen to my music channel and I love every song. It's so great for me. It's like, wow, I love this. Yeah. And it, I love it because it's all my favorite songs. Yeah. So.
1: God, what a coup.
2: How did you manage that? How did I manage get Getting, a, getting to... a full channel. They asked. Wow. Yeah, it was good. Wow. They We had done this gay pride stunt on Radio Andy and it went really well where we had a lot of guest DJs over Pride weekend in 2020 and it got a lot of press and people loved it. And then uh, Scott Greenstein, he knows how much I love music. And he said, would you want your own music channel? And he said, and I said, well, what would it look like? And he said, you tell me. And I was like, Ooh, I love this. So that was fun.
0: I just wanted to know if you were playing a lot of sob rock on your music station.
2: You know, I added um, uh blue wild, wild, wild blue. blue, which I love fun choice and I love um, and last, train home is in there and also uh I, uh oh my god uh, god fucking it's not it's not uh shouldn't matter but it does but it's um it's one other one Shot that in i the love dark. new light carry me home i'm in the dark i love too it's not, oh new lights in there i think new lights in there uh-huh. uh, everybody yeah, loves uh huh
1: yeah it's an excellent album. Got it on vinyl. Till so the right one comes. Till the, so the right, right one, one comes. comes. That's mm.
2: Oh, I love it that you got so you guys love the album. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Big time. Oh, it's good. like it really he he nailed the whole experience. The graphic yes. design, just the, the the all of it. He really went yes. all out and it's like and it does create it's immersive. It does create a mood.
2: You know what I watched last night, which I had never seen, and actually John had said it. It came up in conversation the other day. It was and I was like, I've never seen it. He said it's maybe my favorite funny movie, and that's McGruber, oh. which I had never seen. It's, Matt, have you seen it?
0: No, Man. I haven't.
2: I've always but but people
0: say that it's like surprisingly hilarious. It is so funny, so funny, and
2: I just thought, why would I want to watch a movie of a sketch that I you know whatever, but like. It is great. It's so I laughed funny. out loud. It took me by surprise how many times I laughed out loud. Same. Now, I'm not a major laugh out loud guy. I'm like a, that's funny guy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Same. Same. Well, uh, that's good to know. Yeah, no, it's really funny. The, the ghost sex never gets old. Like every time it's really funny. It's really, really funny. Um, so wait, how does that relate to Sob Rock? Just kind of a still an
2: 80s sort of pastiche? It relates to Sobrock in that he is playing 80s music the entirety of the film. Yeah. So that made me think of it. Mm, Every gotcha. time he gets in his little red car, he's playing 80s
1: music. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, it, it is a classic. Um, but yeah, so John Mayer sent these boxes out to some people in the media with like a turntable and the record on vinyl and a Sabrock sweatshirt and all that. So I'm just it, that is basically just me saying that I got that box. That's just my way of working that in. We want to make sure people know yeah, that. Yeah, that's just um, how I'm working that Andy, in.
0: Andy, you know, much like you interviewing Dolly, we're, I am desperate to get something out of you that we're not going to get out of you. other. And mm-hmm. I know it's going to be difficult because mm-hmm. you're the pro of pros, but I, I guess first thing on my mind is just, is there, other than asking sort of like what you're doing today, is there something that you wish people would ask you about that they never do?
2: Gosh, I mean- do, is this the podcast that I really talk about my dick? Is that yep, what we should is, do? Yep, it is actually.
1: Yeah, it that, is, it is. No, let's
2: get, into um, it. No, let's
1: get to it. Let's no, unlock um, those
2: private pics, right. conversation. I, I don't, is there something that I wish people would ask me? No, I, I hate to, no. Well, no, that's
0: okay. But is there is there like a what's the sort of most tiresome thing you hate? That's the thing that you know you're going to get in every hi, that you dread.
2: Hi, you want to come say hi? Oh, okay.
0: Bring
2: this child uh, in. Here's. Oh my God, he's wearing the same shirt as Matt McConkie. Come
0: here. No, oh Ben, come yeah, on look now. Well dressed gentleman. Hi,
1: buddy. Hi. hi, Ben. Say, daddy.
0: Oh, he's, I... he's very softly. Oh. All right. Hello,
1: Ben.
2: Oh, my God. Look at
1: that
0: head of hair. Bye. Okay. I heard you had a good music class today. You did.
1: Um, So just tell Ben we'll get his appearance release out right away. If we could get a signature on that and get it back, it'd be great. Um, Anyway, so what do you not want to talk about? What do I not want to talk about? Yeah. No, you
0: can
2: ask me anything. Okay.
0: Oh, well I was just asking, is there a thing that you know like oh god here it comes that you dread getting asked about in every conversation?
2: Well, I mean there are tro- I mean there are a lot of trope. The, the 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 most common question is who's your favorite housewife, mm. which is a non-starter because they all are and you don't want a single one out in the universe. Um and like uh Who's your favorite housewife? Who's your dream guest on Watch What Happens Live? Those are the tired ones mm-hmm. that that I that I kind of start getting tired when they
0: we glaze over a bit. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Well, I wrote up a poor man's version of Plead the
2: Fifth. Oh, good. Okay, now this I'm interested in.
0: Okay. And you know, and I learned from you that anytime that I have to ask something that I don't want. To uh, you know, be blamed for. I just say that other people have, are demanding to ask, and I mean, you know, and a big thing obviously is 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 love life and dating life. We got a whole section on that. We'll come back to. I'm very close with the the bitch sesh ladies, and they insisted that we really try to dig dig deep there. But anyway, we'll come back to it. Um, so I'm not going to ask obviously who your favorite housewife is, but I do want to know. Who are you currently in the most direct communication with?
2: Well, that's a really good question. I'll tell you the last housewife that texted me was Vicki Gunvalson. What, mm. oh. 40 minutes ago?
1: Wow. To wow. tell me
2: that her Vicki's vodka lawsuit had finally closed and it looks like the judgment was in her favor. The housewife that texted me before that was Ebony K Williams. That was yesterday. That was I'm um, sure. Oh, Candace texted me yesterday. Um, Ramona texted me yesterday, and Dorinda. So wow, yesterday. I mean, there's so. The, but the point is, I never know. There's no one that I'm in closest contact with, because it's a rolling process. They're all going really to you, and it's a lot of times. You know, if one person's show is on the air and they're in the hot seat or they're not, they're getting a lot of, you know, heat on Twitter or something like that, they might reach out. Or if we're shooting, I mean, right now we're shooting Jersey, we're shooting some other shows, and kind of if shit is hitting the fan, they might reach out and say, wow, this is great." you know. um, Yeah. So it really just depends. But there's no one right now.
0: Okay. So next question is, you have said, I believe that your celebrity, this was maybe recently, that a celebrity crush of yours is Joel Kim Booster, a friend of the show. He's been on several times. So any update there? Any response from Joel? Any connection after that? Not
2: really. I just think he's super cute. And uh, there's another person who just hit my radar. Oh, do tell. um, Who is in your stratosphere. Oh, great. I didn't know about, but is very cute. Uh, And my ex, John Hill, who's my co host on Radio Andy, was telling me about him because he is, I believe, on Bitch Sash right now. And that's Matt Rogers.
1: Oh, Matt Rogers. Of course. Yeah. You love Matt Rogers. Yes. He's
2: adorable. Yeah.
1: He's
0: very cute. He and uh, Bowen well, both uh, gorgeous. You don't need any help making that happen, but we're happy to help facilitate in any way Thank that we you. can. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, Matt Rogers also, by the way, I went onto the Bonobos website today, and his fa- his face and Bowen's are right there eating cotton candy. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, he's brilliant. So, uh, this one, people are demanding that we ask: mm-hmm. Is he- it true that Ramona won't be coming back next year?
2: We have not made any, I would say all of the Ramona related news quote that came out in the last couple of weeks was not true. There was stuff that she was refusing to go to the reunion. There was stuff that she was fired. There was, I, I mean, I, I, there's been nothing true that's been reported about Ramona in the last couple of weeks.
0: Hmm. Okay. All right. Good to know. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, have you
0: ever hooked up with a male celebrity who claims to be straight?
2: Oh, that's a good question. Mm. Wow. Matt, you are really these questions are fantastic. <laughs> um so I don't think so. Um, I don't think so. No. Okay. Okay. Mm.
0: Uh, so that rumor wasn't true. Um, what was that?
2: What, what was that rumor about? That or who was, was that rumor about? Uh,
0: that. Well, I will say that it is a, a friend of yours who we have already discussed. John Mayer. I know, but yes. does John claim
2: to be straight?
0: Oh, does he not? Oh, I don't know. Oh. Okay. 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 Wow. Okay. So that's that answers that. I'm just that.
2: kidding. I'm no. just kidding. I'm just making. I'm making frivolity right now.
0: <laughs> you're making headlines um no, okay uh thoughts on the documentary the hustler and the housewife
2: well i thought that the um i thought that the stuff relating to tom was made yeah and very upsetting and it was stuff that we had already been reading about in the LA Times, but to see the, uh, to to hear from the victims was uh, chilling. And I thought that the stuff about Erica was highly speculative, and a little sloppy. I just thought Danielle Staub as the expert on Erica, who she said that she met once at Watch What Happens Live, maybe, or something like that. I mean, so, you know, and I just thought they played into a lot of tropes of, okay, well, let's examine all of the legal issues of all of the past housewives and bring Teresa into it and all that. But I thought that the the stuff about Tom was highly disturbing.
0: Yes. And I agreed was the stuff about Erica was highly speculative, also disturbing, you know, to an extent, but that brings me to my last question, which is, do you believe Erica?
2: Um, I would like to wait until I interview Erica at the reunion to comment on that. But what I will say is that, What I think is so interesting about this season, and I'm in it with everyone else, though I'm six or seven episodes ahead of everyone else, is that this unfolded as we were shooting. And you, you learn, you know, you're learning more every week. And so I think it's I, I, it, it plays out like a little like a mystery that's unraveling. You also see the other women kind of beginning to understand it in a different way. In the next few weeks, now is where they start to understand that there were actually victims of Tom Girardi, and. It, I think now is when it really is about to start getting very interesting. But there were a lot of people who said, you know, you need, you know, you should fire her from this season, whatever. The season is already wrapped. It was shot while this was all unraveling. And she has not been charged with a crime. Right. So uh, those are important things to remember.
0: My prediction. Uh, is that? And I, I don't know. Maybe you know more about this because you've seen a lot more than we have, um, or maybe not. But my prediction is that there will never be a smoking gun, one way or the other, one right. that proves with beyond a shadow of a doubt that Erica, you know, was like a co-conspirator, or that she is completely innocent and did not know. And I think that will all it will sort of be left up to us to decide.
2: Well, the smoking right. I mean, because the smoking gun that has everyone que- asking is the twenty million dollars that was, um, that was put into her account or Erica Jane Enterprises by, uh, by Tom Girardi. Company, yeah. so That is a little bit of the smoking gun. I will say, from I, I've gotten to know Erica through the years. And she has impressed me as a smart woman who is not a pushover. And so let me say that if she, it is my speculation that if she knew where that money was coming from, she would not put out a song called, It's Expensive to Be Me. Right. That, that, that would be truly idiotic of a human being.
1: Agreed. Mm. Okay. Can we get back to Danielle Staub for a moment? Where, where is a Danielle Staub these days? What, what does a Danielle Staub do after being so publicly Danielle Staub on television?
2: I don't know where she is. I know she had a podcast for a while Mm. and um, she probably still does. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I last saw her at that last reunion Mm -hmm. where she was demanding to sit next to me. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. They all want to. Dave. Yes. Uh, you know, I just returned from a trip home to Waverly, Ohio. I did hear drag, that on the street. Took my mom and Michael to the Lake White Club restaurant. I grew up going to, and oh. um went in there, and you know, and this is a real bar, bar. This we are everybody in, knows like, Appalachia here. Everybody, yeah, of course, knows you know the that place, iconic Lake White Club, and uh, and I thought, you know, this is probably not the place to get my skinny margarita or my dirty Mm-mm. martini Mm-mm. let me just get a beer what have you ha- what do you got oh my god how about i get a miller light the Perfect. thing that i used to drink every opportunity yeah. uh that i i suddenly, I suddenly ha- seemed to have forgotten about I, let me tell you that thing went down so easy Yum. the most delicious drink i've had in ages i said why did i ever stop and now you know what i never will
1: no you mustn't uh it, it has great taste it has 96 calories miller light is brewed with beer lovers like you and me in mind. And really, summer is the time to kick back with an ice-cold Miller Lite. You know, catch up with some friends, some family, all of it. Get into it. It's delicious. Mm
0: -hmm. And part of the reason Mm -hmm. that I I love it so much is... You know, I, I'm one who likes to watch the cows and carbs here and there. You sure, know? of course. I don't want to be a monster about it, but I, I don't think people realize that, like, generally speaking, Miller Lite has fewer carbs than, like, a, a glass of red wine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so- Miller Lite has been the light beer with the great taste since 1975. It's an easy choice if you're watching those cows and carbs Uh, Let me tell you, the next time you are getting ready to enjoy some cold ones with your crew, go to Millerlight.com forward slash homophilia to find delivery options near you. Yeah, Miller Light will come to your home, or you can pick it up um, literally anywhere that they sell beer. It's Miller time.
0: That's right. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Let's talk about X-Rated. Yes. On your show on Peacock. Uh, it is a dating series where exes literally rate each other on a scale of one to 10 in categories like kissing and foreplay and passion. Um, and I, I want to get into the show, but uh, have to ask, you know, if one of your exes were to appear on the show, how would they rate you in these? How would they rate you in terms of
2: kissing? Excellent. I am. You may know. You may have heard. I'm one of the great uh, kissers on the East Coast.
1: Wow! I, yeah, obviously, great. that has
2: been. John the word Mayer on the said that. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Um, uh,
2: that's what who said? John Mayer. Uh,
0: John Mayer. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I believe that that's what uh, Wild Blue is really about.
2: Yes, it um, is. Thank you for reading between those lines. <laughs> um, yeah. No. We. You know what? It's people come on. So Matt McConkie comes on and he's like, "Why am I unlucky in love?" Matt, are you unlucky? Do you have a, do you have a husband, partner? Oh, He's got f- yes, the fiance. I am fianced. Wow. Um, okay, so someone comes on. Dave, do you have a, you, yes. you, you're, you're all locked yeah. up. Yeah. Okay, so I go on. So let's say I go on mm-hmm. and I wanna know what 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 is happening that I'm not connecting with someone or why don't I have a guy? And then I fill out a form. I rate myself in a bunch of categories. And then so do eight or 10 of my exes. And so we compare my scores. Yes, we get a bunch of exes to, um, to, to take this out. of Everyone from kind of um, people that you've had affairs with to real long relationships. You see the breadth. And excuse me. And then I reveal the results of these categories. And then we bring out the exes to talk about. Uh, some of the categories in depth. I've got a sex therapist with me who works with the singles on uh, issues they may be having. I think it's a very sex-positive show. We deal with really um, explicit sexual topics um, in a very positive, non-shamey way. And I give it up to Peacock for kind of pushing the envelope with this show because it could seem gross or gratuitous, but it really feels kind of um, voyeuristic, but also you come away learning something. I mean, this this the the sex therapist is named Shan Boudram and she's awesome. She's this gorgeous woman who, who just can speak to any topic. And I mean, we had a gay guy, since we're on homophilia, we had a gay guy uh, who was, oh, he was a top and he was only dating, he was he seemed to only be attracted to other tops. I don't know how this was playing out, that he was only dating other tops. And he, as well as everyone that was out there, all of the exes, they all were very uh, endowed. And so he was not able to take them. And so we had to have Shan. I'm like, Shan, what should he be doing here? Because he's, he, he might need to learn how to be a bottom. Uh, because he's only dating other tops, you know, and it's ending these relationships that he clearly had connections with. So that was an interesting problem to have. But I'm surprised that the other streaming services haven't gone a little risque with their dating shows. Like I was watching F-Boy Island on HBO Max. I just watched the first episode and I was like, I was telling John Hill on the radio the other day, I was like, I would like to see like some butts at this point in these shows or show us some skin, you know, like you're a streaming service. You can make this an R rated show and like, show us why this isn't on ABC.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Especially after what happened on this most recent episode of white Lotus, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but.
1: You know, we're seeing some butts. Let's just yes. say that. Mm-hmm. Um, do we do you um uh, get fully into what I what I think you might in this episode, which is bottom shame. And bottom shame in. We am. didn't
2: get in, we did not get into bottom shaming, but that's an interesting topic. I mean, it's it
1: does seem like somebody places a higher value on other tops because of some fucked up idea of like being the the giver TV and TV not TV the receiver TV. that that being Masters. the masculine position or whatever we're all right. fucked up, right? We're all still fucked up. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. It's it's a thing and I've never seen addressed on TV before, yes. except one episode yeah. of Looking,
0: uh, the uh, future episode of X Rated. Yeah. Uh, and when it comes to you signing on to do a show like this with all of the hats that you already wear and all of the things that already exist sort of within your Empire and all of the hosting gigs that I'm sure are thrown your way like what are what what is what sort of the criteria that makes you say yes to something
2: this was I get pitched a lot of shows to uh either host or produce this show I heard the idea and I immediately said I have to do that like to me it seemed like such a no-brainer I just I loved I hosted love connection on Fox for two seasons and I loved it. And this to me was kind of reverse love connection. And also I loved I love being a voyeur. That's why I love the housewives. I love seeing inside their houses. I love judging them. I love asking them really personal questions. And this to me was like, I just I love it when my friends go out on dates. I love hearing about the dates and asking them about the, the dates and how was the sex and all that. So the idea that I could sit there and ask these very personal, um, often sexually related questions. And listen, there is a little bit of a cringe factor and awkward factor. And I love to lean into awkward moments. I think that's I think that makes fascinating television. And so when I say... So you, you think you're a great kisser. Well, let's see what your exes say. And your exes gave you a 4.5 average out of 10. That's now a conversation that we need to have of what are you doing? And let's ask the exes. Mm -hmm. The exes are like, he darts his tongue. He, you know, I mean, we had one guy who thought that he was so great in bed, but it turned out he had not given any of his... Um, exes and orgasm in all the times they had been together. And so that was a huge conversation to have. Um, So I don't know. I, I just was like, this is a no brainer. This is a show I want to watch and host.
1: I love it. Who of your exes would you give the highest rating to on kissing?
2: Oh my God. You know, it's been so long since I kissed John Hill. Yeah. But my former ex was really great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. He looks like
0: he'd be a great kisser. And like I said, people have been on, Casey and Danielle are on me. The people want to get at your romantic life for the obvious gossipy reasons. And obviously that people are just, I think generally horny for you. But on one hand, it's there's such a like interesting paradox because it feels like on, you know, you are this open book and we all kind of have access to you or feel like we have access to you. But like, there's also this sense that, um, we we can't find out what's like really, really going on. So I guess my question is what's
2: really going on? Well, I think it's good. Um, I think it's good for like late night. I think it's good to picture your late night talk show hosts as not having genitalia. (laughs) You know, I just think, I think it's good if everyone looks like a Ken doll. And you pull down the pants and, oh, my God, there's nothing there. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> that's – so that's part of the reason why I kind of tried to ride the line between – but then, I mean, on the other hand, you can tell when I'm so horny for someone on the show. I mean, Tyler Cameron was on Watch yes, What Happened yes. Live with Countess Luann a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could barely hide my delight. Yes. In, he is just – Gorgeous, gorgeous to look at gorgeous. I mean he is And you know I'm fairly certain he was free balling mm. And so As a host Where am I going to go with that
1: Yeah,
0: You know yeah. You've, you've so, got to ask if he and Matt James are blowing each other you know, Exactly I had people
2: to people. And then yeah. you know My executive producer Deirdre Connolly Is in my ear I have a little ear thing And after I said that she's She says in my ear Gross Like <laughs> And so, you know, I do worry because Deirdre is, she is, she's a mom and um, she is, there are a lot of women like Deirdre who are watching my show. So I don't want to turn off a huge chunk of people watching the show, but I would like to be um, provocative as well. And I do want to know if Tyler and Matt are blowing each other or have blown each other. I mean, I do feel like I'm trying to super serve a section of my audience yeah. as well by asking that question anyway, but getting back to my, um, hijinks, I think that it, it as you said, so much is known about me that I, I, I do just kind of try to ride the line. And also when I do start dating someone, I know that they're not going to want me to put them on blast and what's going on with us and it was challenging with my last boyfriend because we kept it under the wraps and I never put him on Instagram and then the Daily Mail kind of did some instant the Daily Mail is like Instagram journalism and they figured out through someone else's Instagram they saw a big group picture and they traced it back to him and then they figured out that we were together in different countries and they busted us basically. And now when you Google this guy, I come up Mm -hmm. as opposed to what a brilliant person he is. And so that kind of made me feel bad in terms of where I am now with dating people. I have had a tremendous amount of people who I've not a tremendous amount. I've had a couple guys recently who I have pursued who uh, I've gone out with who have who. it's been clear are not interested in me. So really? that's been tough. Um, How i was that had possible? The last guy, we had two dates, and then he's canceled the last two dates. So I'm done trying with that. And, uh, you know, onward I go. I, I just – I don't meet a ton of people. I Well, let me put it this way. I meet more people that I'm maybe – attracted to than I am interested in bringing home to meet my son. Right? Is that fair to say? Absolutely. Yes. Because now I'm not only looking for a companion, but it just, for me, in my mind, I have kind of become undateable in a weird way. If you go with me, because... I'm very set in my ways. My life is as it is. And I now have a son. So it's like, I, I worry that people would feel like they would have to fold too much into an, ex- an existing paradigm than uh, create a new paradigm, which I would enjoy creating a new paradigm, but there's a lot of stuff here that's already set in motion. Yeah. So I don't know. That was a very yeah, it, long answer. It a no, answer.
0: it was the very good answer. And when you say, like, you know, it, it, there might be some trepidation for guys who don't want to be put on blast by, by dating you or they don't want to be, you know, their their names to be sort of like Googleably associated with you forever. But um, the, uh, the flip side is obviously also true that there are guys who want to be on the Andy Cohen train and they want to be on that Instagram and they want to be up in that West village home, but you can, you can smell that.
2: Those aren't the guys that I'm interested in. I can, I can, can I can smell that and it's just not, it's not interesting to me. And it's very, uh, people reveal themselves very quickly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know,
0: I also wanted to ask you about body image cause I was rereading, um, Uh, most talkative and you know there are these excerpts no I mean you know I'm just trying to do my journalistic duty Mm -hmm. here but uh, there are these excerpts where you talk about when you were trying to make the leap from being basically like behind the camera to on camera and I'm being told like more than once basically you'll never make it because you because of the way you look which was so like uh, kind of jarring especially because now it is like the (laughs) Everything that you post, everything that is there, there's a lot of like daddy, zaddy, like I want Andy Cohen to break my arm. You know, there's a lot of that. That is sort of the narrative now. And so well, that's nice. I'm just wondering how you sort of like receive that or how that, you know, that ride that
2: you've been on has kind of shaped the way you think I, about um, the way you look. I think that, first of all, when I was initially trying to be on TV, I, did, I had a ponytail and slicked back hair. And, you know, and again, that guy at CBS News was like, your wandering eye is nuts. And, you know, and I think when I first started doing Watch What Happens Live as a web show, which happened before any of the reunion shows, uh, people would comment. People commented a lot. That was where I first started dealing with people commenting, saying, like, you're you're, cross-eyed, your teeth are yellow, you're this. And so the good news is is that really, I think for anyone who goes in front of the camera, that's initially what you get, unless you are, like, truly, truly a gorgeous person. And so that was, it was kind of good because it toughened me up right at the beginning and then maybe I just settled into myself and became more comfortable. I, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know. But but I think that as a gay man in this world, there's you know I think that body image comes up in in those other two diary books that I wrote a lot where I feel fat and I'm trying to lose weight or whatever. But also, first of all, when you're a gay guy and everyone has a perfect body, I mean you know you you you. you that goes through your mind. And then for me, if I, you know, sometimes I'll get like paparazzi on the beach and I'm like, ah, like that doesn't look good to me. You know, that's not what I want to put out there or, you know, we're all toughest on ourselves mm-hmm. selves, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. I don't know if that answered. Your it question. did. Yeah, it did. Very much. So.
1: Let's get back to uh cute boys. Okay. Who's in your all time. Who's in your hall of fame. Who's in your dreamboat hall of fame.
2: My Dreamboat Hall of Fame. Yeah. Wow. Always I mean, just I wanted mean, to
1: dish boys with Andy Cohen and I can't believe we haven't done it until just here. now.
2: Give me some categories. Some categories. Like, uh,
1: maybe like formative crush. First one oh, that you were okay. like, wait a minute, hold on.
2: Okay, so that would be like Erica Estrada chips. Okay. Um, I, I would Andy Gibb. I was su- Gibb. I thought he was super dreamy. Oh my God. Um, I used to get penthouse magazine somehow I would like have figure out a way to get penthouse. And the thing about penthouse was there was always one male, female pictorial in penthouse magazine. And so that was what I was, that was my thing that I was going for. And I remember a, I still have it by the way, um, there's an issue of penthouse magazine that i really is burned in my memory where they did a takeoff of uh blue lagoon chris atkins and brooke shield where it was some blonde model outside um you know and and a brooke shield they were like lookalikes Mm -hmm. And I spent a lot of time uh, looking at that. And I i was a Chris Atkins. I, I loved Blue Lagoon. I loved a very toe-headed blonde. Mm. I was very intrigued by very blonde. As I've grown, my tastes have expanded. And I have more of a United Nations type... Um, welcoming uh approach to finding beauty within all cultures mm-hmm. um and so you know there that manifests itself in every direction mm-hmm.
1: okay well
2: said
0: with a special place it sounds like for younger uh comedians of the Joel Kim booster and matt rogers variety
2: um, well, I mean, that's a category in itself. Yeah. That's a category in itself. I mean, both of those guys are, well, I mean, with Joel Kimbooster, would he would he be a muscle twink or is he just a muscle boy? Yeah, he that's rides that question. line, doesn't he? He rides that line. And then, and is Matt, I, I haven't seen the sizing of Matt Rogers. Is he more of a um, a smaller guy or is he, he i would say he's a smaller on the skinnier guy. side yeah yeah is um, he a
1: twink i don't know see i'm out of practice with the labels i don't know
2: a i'm twink? not but by the way but i'm not a i think there's a misperception about me possibly that like my thing is like young guy like these guys that i've had dates with have all uh been well i mean they've been those guys were all in their late 30s so that's not like criminally uh, it's certainly younger than me Mm -hmm. but it's not like
0: there but you but you're not opposed to dating somebody your age or older
2: i mean it's funny i was walking down the street the other night with uh an old friend from st louis who's ben's godmother and we were going to dinner and I said, look at this guy. Because coming towards us were three guys. And there was just this beautiful, he was probably 23. He looked like a model, his skin, the body, the whole thing. And next to him was a guy my age who I who was invisible to me. I did not even see him. And my friend Jackie said, wow, I mean, like, that's the guy you're looking at? I go, yeah, that's the guy I'm looking at. She goes, I just wouldn't have seen it and da 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 da. I go, "Who do you think I'm looking at in that group?" And it, we of course, she was looking at the age appropriate guy and I was looking at the 23 year old. Of course.
1: So. But there there is also something about the the kids in their late the kids in their late 20s or late 30s rather. Uh, and it is that they grew up even though it's not that vast an age difference, they would have been teenagers when there was a will and grace And and when you were starting to yeah. When you yourself were starting to make appearances On TV yes, And there there were like There is a um, I find that people 10 to 15 years younger than me And then younger than that Don't have a relationship with shame That, that some of us in our 50s Who let's say might have grown up in St. Louis
2: Oh do. 100% Oh 100% Yeah
1: yes. uh, there's yes. just not that Few years of like low-key hating yourself
2: i think that lost me a lot of time uh in terms of finding a partner or thinking that i could i think that's why a lot has happened for me later in life i Mm -hmm. feel like i've settled into myself later in life because i had to get my head around stuff in my 20s that i should have been getting my head around in my teens
1: absolutely absolutely right. and, and St. Louis for all that for all of its charm is a place that like progress cannot quite penetrate you know yes. I, I do find that younger people Very. in my family are wearing and thinking and saying the same things that we did in the 80s and that's scary I, I and I you know whatever I hope they find their way through it or if they need to um, it's a strange place is what i'm saying. It's fresh in the mind.
0: Yeah. And I, i'm curious if any of that like sort of late bloomery stuff plays into fatherhood for you cuz you had been i think at 40 um at and 50. obviously we at 50 I'm sorry, at 50.
2: Yes. <laughs> I'm old. Uh, um i it plays into it. I have to say that's been the gift. I am so glad that i had the ability to have ben later in life because i feel like i mean we were at the pediatrician today and she was asking me about she had wanted me to take him he wasn't speaking that much like a year ago and she's like i think you should see a speech therapist and i go i'm not gonna do it i said he's gonna talk he'll be fine he understands everything i'm saying trust me and he you know he does and it's great but like I think that, that there is a, I have an ease that I maybe wouldn't have had 10 or 15 years ago if I had him then. Uh, I have more of an ease about me uh, as a parent. That I'm not, I'm not that stressed out about what school he's gonna go to. I know it's all gonna work out.
0: Mm-hmm. And by the way, you could have just said that you were 42 and everybody would have believed it.
1: You know, Thank you. That's um, the truth. We read the Daily Mail. We've seen the pictures from the beach. That's right.
0: We had John Benjamin Hickey on uh, about a year ago, and he got to tell his side of the story about how the two of you met, your meet-cute, uh, the whole thing. The phone sex line? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, yes. Would you
2: care to share your
0: uh, version of that experience?
2: Well, listen, I mean, before there was Grindr, before there was Manhunt, mm-hmm. before there was AOL, there was... Five five zero oh, bods. Oh wow! Uh, five five zero oh, two that, six three seven. Is that the one? And that was the wow. number. I thought and it was nine
1: seven six. Wow, the extra W stands for extra wow. Remember that one? Or that might have been a stray. It was one. also
2: five five zero one thousand. Five oh. five zero one thousand. Yes. <laughs> and um, anyway, it was just a really it was really a peculiar thing, and uh anyway yes we met on on that number and i was like freaking roller girl i i had my rollerblades on and apparently i had dinner with hickey last night and he was saying oh i was shooting gossip girl today on near morton street he goes you never saw my morton street apartment i go excuse me i walked up your stairs in my rollerblades he was like oh my god that was your I rollerbladed over there and was like, kush, 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 on my roller skates, roller skated into his apartment, and there wow. you go. Wow. And a and a That was like was 1992. Born. Holy cow. Do you remember what your,
0: because you, you you sort of record an outgoing message. That no, 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 there, no, this no.
2: This was live. There were some that you could record an outgoing message, but this was like a live chat. Just
1: chatting, yeah, you're somebody. just chat. Yeah, hook you up with somebody in Would, there
2: you would say hello and you would say what you would describe yourself. Yeah. And then you would, if you were not interested, you press pound. Yeah. And then that moved you on to the next that person. The it was swiping. terrible. Right. It was, yeah. Um, and, um, yeah. Andy, can we hear your 550 bods voice? I don't know if I could still do it. I think, well, I was like, I mean – I, I'll tell you what my name was.
0: Tell me. Andy is using tell a me. landline uh, prop right my now. My name was Doug.
2: Doug! <laughs> oh my God. Why Doug? I just, I think the name Doug, it's just, it's, it's such just a new so name. Wow. Doug. I loved it. Occasionally oh, I would wait. do a Todd. Occasionally oh, I see, would do Todd. a Todd.
1: Todd. Oh, wow. There you go. A Todd. Doug, though. That, to me, that name has no sexual energy to it at all.
2: I think I'm blushing. You are.
1: You are. And we love it. I'm trying to think of a famous Doug, but I can't. Maybe that's the point. Maybe that's the point. Yeah. The name is is full of promise, full of mystery. Uh, Andy Cohen, you are a dream. Thank you so much for coming by. X-rated. When does it start?
2: August. 11th or 12th on it drops on peacock is this ice are you they're chewing they're ice putting all yeah that's ice okay it's they're putting cool, all eight up trying to cool down okay yeah trying to cool down cooling down from Matt, the are you talk.
0: Potomac? of course i'm one episode behind because i was out of town are you but... in
2: the beverly hills by the way and what do you what's your feeling about erica do you think she knew I want
0: so badly to believe that she did not know because I don't, because I, I want to feel like it's, it will still be okay for me to, to watch her and love her. You know, like I am somebody who doesn't want to believe that my housewives are terrible people. And I know not everybody feels that way. some some people, the more terrible they are. You know? So I really, really hope that there is a, whatever the opposite of a smoking gun, something that does sort of like, liberate her from that but i'm not very optimistic about it right. but i will say i i'm so grateful that that you were filming while this happened i can't wait for salt lake i cannot wait to see what happens with jen shaw um we're going to we're taking a trip to park city in october and we're going to do a full we're going to go to heather gay's place and get the works. Oh, so we're gonna go to mary's church we're gonna
2: griddle. great great excellent very good
0: this was a real bucket list uh, yes. moment for us and for the show truly and we we are so so grateful for your time truly
2: thanks you guys for Thank having you, me Andy. it's so fun to see you and get to get to uh kibitz with you